0: Is there anybody
1: there? I don't keep track of where other teams' prices are, but I have to assume that they're relatively close to what ours are. I mean, there's no reason to outprice minor league baseball. Minor no. league baseball is what it is. Take it for what it is, and just enjoy it.
0: What's up dad hat crew? Ed here. And on this episode, I go back to my Cleveland Guardians minor league system, that's right, the Columbus Clippers. This week I was joined by Matt Leiniger. He is the director of website communications for that team. We had a we had we had a blast. Guys. We had a blast. We talked about uh, the team. We talked about players that are that are in the system that have gone up and then some players that are no longer part of the organization and how we feel about that when they do leave that uh, specific team. It was a lot of fun. Oh, and then obviously we talked about in this uh, uh, episode about social media and what it really does take for someone to really run a social media uh, uh, um twitter or TikTok or any of those uh, social media outlets for a minor league system again i had a blast make sure you guys are following him make sure you guys are following the columbus clippers and as a matter of fact do me a favor while you're listening to this episode go to the columbus clippers uh, shop and get yourself a dad hat that's right a dad hat but with guys without further ado i'll give you the episode all right. Welcome back, guys, to another Dead Hat Chronicles podcast episode. Obviously, you guys know who I am. My name is Ed. And with me, guys, I am very excited to have a representative from the Columbus Clippers. Is actually one of my favorite teams, obviously. As a Cleveland Guardians fan, you got to follow all your, uh, all your baseball teams, you know, all the affiliated teams. So, I, you know what? I'm just going to go with, you know, we're just talking about how to introduce you and all that. I'm just going to go with Big Matt. Matt, how are you doing, my friend? How are things going?
1: I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. We're in the heat of baseball season. Um, you know, we're we're right about at that uh, halfway point. We're almost to the All Star break, and uh, I've, I'm I'm doing well. I'm I'm doing well. Uh, we, we've our, our record, Clippers record, doesn't really show it, but we've got a lot of talent, so it's been a lot of fun games to watch. And uh, so so far, it's been a a, a good prelude to uh, summer 2023.
0: I love it because, you know, the, you you guys really do have some good uh, players out there. One of my favorite actually players is Naylor, who's obviously the catcher for the Clippers. He is such a like dynamic player that I love to see him, you know, like call a game. It's pretty, pretty awesome. As a matter of fact, I, you know, as we're talking, I literally have the game going on right now. So, you know, against the Omaha Storm Chips, the score, we're not going to talk about the score. Oh, see, I didn't think
1: I, I didn't think I would be able to pay attention to the podcast if I actually had the video going. So I just have the game cast <laughs> up so I can uh I, I could take a glance up there. Um I, I would I would assume that uh by the time this releases the news will have hit of a certain somebody calling up being called up, but uh none of that's official right now. So I uh it, it's kind of mums the word uh and uh, I, I would just say keep your eyes peeled to guard social media on Saturday. Uh, I love Saturday it. Or, Saturday or Sunday. See, I love don't, I hold, don't, don't hold me to that. Like, there's only there's only but, and a, a lot of times, like I'll, I'll get accused on social media of like holding back information. It's like I'm just, there's only so much information that they get fed to me. Like I I. <laughs> People want to know, like, oh, when, when's when's are getting called up? When's Naylor getting called up? Was, even if I knew,
0: they're not gonna tell you. Do you over think I'm gonna Twitter. tell you? Like, <laughs> like,
1: like, I, all due respect, it's just like, I, all due respect, you're not that special like if you were special you would already be on the inside of the circle uh, you, you'd be in the bubble right now. Wait, and you wouldn't be waiting for a tweet to tell you that your boy Bo or Bobby Bradley or <laughs> Shane Bieber is getting called up like I'm sorry. I would love I, I would love to be able to be like, oh, as soon as I hear a little bit of tidbit information, yeah. but I have and, and over the course of eight years of, of uh, having my hand in the in the Clipper social media, not once have I pissed off any uh, higher ups in Cleveland and I would really like to keep that going. Like, yeah. my, 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 my boss is super on the, uh, don't, don't, don't post until Cleveland does. Say nothing until Cleveland does. And so, like, that's,
0: that's... That's the rule.
1: Yeah. And it goes the same thing with, like, injuries and stuff. It's like, oh, when is so-and-so coming back? Like, I I Valera started uh, playing games out in Arizona. I didn't even find out myself personally until uh, somebody was posting highlights of. It. It's like, they expect us to know everything. It's like, listen, we're, yeah, social media, we're there to provide information. Like that, we're 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 trying to provide you guys information, but there's only so much information that we're actually allowed to say. And and that, that was just a lot of the times, so much you can do. Well, and a lot of times we can't say it because we don't even know. <laughs> right. So, Let's say you put a tweet
0: out saying it's like so and so is getting called up, and then come to find out that's actually wrong information. Somebody else is getting called up and not oh, that yeah. person.
1: Oh yeah, and and there's there's certain you know certain channels that things have to go through. Players have to find out themselves. I mean, that uh, it, it's not related, but it, I, I had a, a good friend. I found out that they passed away the night before. I found out the next morning on Twitter. Like I didn't get a call or anything. And and not that that's yeah anywhere related to that, but in the same sense of. I don't want players finding out they got traded or released or, yeah, you or going up them. or getting sent down before they even find out. Like I, 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 I played college football pre, pre-social media era and it was just like, I am so thankful for that because it, it was, it, I, I just wouldn't have wanted to be reading a lot of the stuff they that, that they have to see. They have and to deal with I, it on a daily basis. Excuse me. Yeah. And I don't, I, I remember talking with Bobby Bradley a few years back when when the assassin was really taking off and everyone's call up Bradley, call up Bobby, get Bobby up here, this, that, and the other. And I was just talking to him one day, you know, pregame out on the field, and uh, and I was like, hey man, like I'm just out of purely out of curiosity because it's this it's my field of work. How do you handle all the just crap thrown at you on social media? Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah, I don't even pay attention to it. And like, that's, that's what you have to be able to do in this day and age. And, and somebody like Bobby, who still, I think he's only 26 or 27. He grew up in the social media age. I'm almost, I'm almost 40. I grew up with not having to worry about that kind of stuff. And like, we had message boards like, they, they, we had, like, J.J. Huddle, and I, D.G. had uh, had one when I was playing. It was, like, a little message board that was all about athletics. But beyond that, that was the only place that you really heard or saw any smack talking um, outside of opposing fans when you're on the field.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's yeah. like, these guys, like these guys don't get to go home now the, these no. days. I mean, it, now, it's their choice. They don't have to pick up their phone. They don't have to open their computer. But at the same time, why can't they have normal lives, too, Without somebody going, hey, I was at your job today, <laughs> right? And you suck at your job. <laughs> uh, you the other guy that's on the bench is so much better at their job than you are at your job. Like, who else has to deal with that beyond, that, like maybe politicians? Like, there's it's it, it, like, social there's, media is
0: because such a cesspool sometimes
1: for like oh, things like that, right? Gosh. Like it's so it's social so media. Bad. So social media is a cesspool of brilliance. And I oh, say that good. because I'm I'm a huge TikTok fan. Like, I love TikTok because that, it's, it's the best algorithm, in my opinion. And I, I don't really feel like anything is being squashed either. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole idea of it being run by a company not in the United States suddenly makes it uncontrollable, when in reality, <laughs> it's not the uncontrollable that everybody thinks. It's yeah. just people are allowed to speak their opinions, and nothing gets... Hidden, but you also see the creativity. Like, I saw somebody take a, a like a remix of a Star Wars, a song from Star Wars, and they put like a remix to it. uh They put it kind of like a, a, a tech, like mm-hmm. house sort of beat to it, and then played the violin to it. It was one of the coolest things I saw all day. And it's just like I never would have seen that had I not been scrolling TikTok. And they, yeah, like, just go scrolling up, scrolling up, just. TikTok is full of so much talent. And that's mm-hmm. what I like, because you don't have to be famous for your talent to get seen. And that's that's what I enjoy personally about like TikTok. Now, having li- lived in the depths of hell of Twitter and Facebook and Instagram for the last eight years, um, I mean, I participated before I got the job and my posting completely changed once I had the job. Yeah. Suddenly, so, suddenly, you're like, "Oh man, I, I, I didn't like this burger I got from this restaurant. I want to write. I want to send a nasty tweet and let everybody know how mad I am." Yeah. And I kind of, and I kind of realized that it was like, it's the same thing. Like people complaining about what they did at the ballpark. You, some people say they had a good time, but most people, it's just like, "Oh well, I was supposed to have a good time, so I'm only going to post negative stuff." And yeah, the, the 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 negative stuff, man, I, I'll I'll be honest. I I I have mental health struggles. Um, I've dealt with depression my entire life. Mm-hmm. And anytime that I talk to a, a college kid thinking about getting into social media, the first thing I tell them is you have to have thick skin. You have to not take things personally because okay. shoot, I'm six foot five, I'm three hundred and twenty five, three hundred and fifty pounds, depending on uh what I had three had to eat the day before. And <laughs> Some of the stuff that gets thrown my way, I just sit back and I laugh because I'm like, there's no way you would say that to my face. Yeah, right. <laughs> one, you would you one one, you would need a stepladder to get this high. Yeah. Two, like congratulations. You wouldn't get up to the step ladder because you would have been knocked out. Well, it's just congratulations on on being able to finally, you know, be heard. And yeah. I also have, I've also never been good at letting things go quite, quite petty. So (laughs) it's like you, you, you send a couple nasty tweets, man. You're getting that mute button because the mute button is worse than the block. Yeah. the block you know that you can't talk to somebody the mute you're just typing into dead air like ah, blah 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 and i'll look at like we'll post something i'll post a starting lineup or something and i'll i'll, I'll open the comments it'll so be three but it says they're ten and i'm like ah they're at it again and i don't even touch close it I'm like yeah yep, there's no that's... point yeah no none i love i, I love you use... right hit. though i love using the mute
0: button because it's so much better they they can still see your stuff, you know, and all that. They think that you're they're commenting and then you're seeing it and you're like, I don't see um, any of that.
1: Did you see that zinger I said? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for playing. <laughs> Come back next week. <laughs> but but I, I think what gets lost on it is what social media, at least as far as what we were doing as a professional baseball team, is. You know, like uh, right now, we're dealing with a lot of Bo Naylor stuff and a lot of Brian Rocchio stuff, and this yep. person should be called up, and this, that, and the other. And in reality, yeah, I'm I'm there to post information. I'm there to show you what happened in games and stuff. But my number one job is to sell tickets. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be trying to sell something most of the day. And then when the game comes, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw some highlights at you. But then the rest of the day, I'm gonna get you try to get out to the ballpark to see what's happening. Now that yeah. doesn't limit that doesn't limit what I post by any means, like mm-hmm. when we're home and away, and vice versa, whatever. But especially when we're home, I want to show as many videos as I can of people just having a good time. I like it. we had we we, we had a six-game series with with Louisville last week. And uh, our, unfortunately, our Sunday game got rained out. But we have a ten-one seated capacity. We still sell SRO after ten-one. Um, but through five games, we had we were over fifty thousand tickets, and oh, wow. like we had sold for the week. And it was just like, all right, we're 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 doing something good here. But we want to continue to build upon that. Like we may have a losing record, but we're still getting close to capacity every night. And that's just trying to. Show like, hey, come on out to Huntington Park. Mm-hmm. Like most minor league baseball fans, and and I know the, the 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 people who enjoy your show and the people who follow me don't fall into this particular uh is the Venn diagram with the the circles yep. and the crossover. Yeah, okay, they don't fit into this Venn diagram. But the majority of people that come watch maybe two or three innings of baseball. Yeah,
0: they, they don't
1: they don't get there until the second. They leave by the seventh. You know, like they're just, and if they're there,
0: they're, they're they're socializing with somebody else at the bar or hanging out.
1: Yeah, and that's one thing about Huntington Park that's so great is there are so many socializing areas. Like you don't have to stay in your seat to be able to go out right. and, and have a spot where you can sit. There's picnic tables all over the place that aren't, like, reserved and stuff. There's – at the top of the steps on every at every section is a drink rail, so if people just want to stand at the top of their section, that's fine, too. Like, it and there, the one side along the third baseline is under the shade before any of the bleachers are, so a lot of people hang out under there under day games and stuff. But there's, there are plenty of places around the ballpark where you can just socialize. And you got to realize when it comes to minor league baseball, this is mostly what people are doing. Yes, mm-hmm. we absolutely have diehard baseball fans that come out. We got diehard season ticket holders. We've got some great fans that bring their cowbells to every single game and are loud and ringing them and stuff like. And and we love that. But we also have to play to the casual fan who isn't going to be coming out there to watch baseball. They're coming out to just yep do something, hang and out. You want to do? You want to do something like it? I, where else where else can you go to an event that's going to be 2 to 4 hours long where they have concession stands and bathrooms and all that stuff and you get to watch something happen and you're a family a a, a family of two parents and four kids where else can you go for under 30 bucks no just, for, any- just for tickets just for right. tickets yeah like you that's our sunday I didn't that, anymore. that's our sunday special is family day family day you know you get two adults and up to four kids or seniors for, for 28 bucks and it's just oh, like amazing I, i'm pretty sure the other deal is 18 for for bleacher seats like that's that that's what we want to be able to do uh, we we sit right in the middle damn near smack dab in the middle of two professional baseball teams two historic yeah. professional baseball teams that have been around forever and we saw last week the the how strong the, the Cincinnati Reds fandom is here in Columbus because Louisville didn't make it here last year. The scheduling didn't have them come here, which mm-hmm. it's, a, it's another story for another day. Um <laughs> right. the, how, how we don't play Louisville in a, I, anyways. Um but the Reds fans came out in full force and you gotta think, okay, well, we're right smack dab in the middle. We're gonna we're not gonna have all Guardians fans. No, you know, you're gonna have Cincinnati Reds fans. And there are Reds fans that are Clippers fans, you know, nope. and it's just like they're, they're Clippers fans because it's their hometown team. They got a bunch of swag they can wear. They got their jersey and they go out and 10 cent hot dogs on Tuesdays. And it's just like, but no, I'm a diehard Reds fan. I've been a Reds fan since the big red machine, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense. It's 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 almost like how I don't get upset that there are Pittsburgh Penguin and Detroit Red Wing fan hockey fans here in Columbus because – You've been a hockey fan for more than 20, 25 years. Columbus didn't have a team. You had to root for somebody outside of Columbus. And when you're a lifelong fan, shoot, like lifelong fandoms are hard to give up just because your city hasn't just inauguralized the team.
0: Yeah, I, listen, I'm in North Carolina, and I, you know, I, you know, we, there's no major league team here. There's a bunch of you know minor league baseball teams that I I will support and everything, but I'm still a Guardians fan. Through and through. That's my team, you know, because that's where I was from, you know, Cleveland. And, and you know, it it, it, it speaks to that, what you're saying. It's like, you know, the the fandom of like, we're still fans, you know, and that's the beauty of minor league baseball, that we are allowed to be fans of multiple teams, even if they're not part of the, you know, the major league, you know,
1: umbrella. Yeah. minor, Minor league baseball is all about just being a fan of the game. Baseball, being a fan of getting out of the house being a fan of just going and doing something fun on the cheap. Mm-hmm. It, like if, if you're a guy like me, not not married, no kids, you know, like I if I yeah, I, I get to go to all minor league games for free. Uh like, so that's not really the best example. But if I wanted to go to the minor <laughs> if I wanted to go to a minor league game like doesn't cost me seven to ten bucks. There's it's cheaper than going to a movie these days. It like is. so and and I, I don't keep track of where other teams' prices are, but I have to assume that they're relatively close to what ours are. I mean, there's no reason to outprice minor league baseball. Minor no. league baseball is what it is. Take it for what it is and just enjoy it. Like, and I have to take that. I, I have to remember that at times because I, I I take it too seriously sometimes. I want us to be considered a major league baseball organization that's categorized as a minor league team. I want our stadium to feel like a big league ballpark. I have – my hands are all over the game productions. I'm the PA announcer. um, But then I also have a hand in in what goes up on the scoreboard and and Mm -hmm. what music is being played and, you know, when we're laying out the promos before the season and stuff. um, All things that I try to have myself involved in because I look at every single person who comes through that ballpark individually. I want that specific person to enjoy themselves, I want them to have a good time because they're spending their hard-earned money. It may not be a lot of money; it may only be seven, ten bucks, but they're spending their own money. They choose to, to spend out. it with, on the team. Yes, they're not. Nobody's putting a gun to their head and saying, "You're spending your money on minor league baseball. No, they're coming out to minor league baseball. So, from the opening reads, from the welcome reads until the goodbye reads, and everything in between. I don't take a day off. My voice never takes a day off because it's just it's. I want them to one. I want them to all feel like holy yeah. cow, like it's like this all the time, or wow, maybe they just know I'm here and they're trying to put on a good show, you know, like something like that. And, and I want them to feel that. I, we we try to hit. We try to hit 10 different genres of music every single game just so that somebody hears something that they might like and might be able to tap their toe along to while, while in between innings. Like it's a total experience, it's an entertainment experience with with baseball thrown in between. And mm-hmm. we've we we generally finish around the top five in minor league in attendance, um, even with a smaller-ish ballpark compared to some places that have 13, 14, 15,000 seats. Yeah. Um, but our, our our little hole in the arena district our little spot right right down there in between two uh two big four sports league arenas you know we sit we we're where between the blue jackets and the crew you know and and there's and the people crew that got are like, that oh, new
0: stadium there too yeah yep and
1: <sighs> i don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about this but i'm 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 going to uh i'm i'm going to I'm gonna bring it up anyways because I think you could probably do a little bit better research than I. Uh I believe Huntington Park is one of two, two sports facilities of like professional sports facilities that used zero tax dollars. No way. We use we we did not we, we were not given any tax money. We took out loans, we used bonds, um, and we're still in the process of repaying those loans, but you see, oh, Vegas is talking about oh, the government giving a billion dollars, this, that, and the other. Yeah. Huntington Park took zero. Man, that's amazing. Zero tax dollars. And that's one of those fun things that I like putting in my back pocket for people playing it on Twitter. And it's just like, oh, well, our tax, player, tax dollars built your stadium. No, it didn't. Thank, thank you. Yeah, we are owned. We're owned by the county. Take any yeah. I mean, we took loans. If you want to call that us taking your tax money, but we're gonna give it back. So Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, which is which is funny when you when when we're sitting uh sitting behind a or sitting in front of a two hundred fifty million dollar stadium and I'm not sure how much the blue jackets arena costs, but I mean that's the center stone centerpiece for all of the arena district here in Columbus. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying a single bad thing about nationwide. Um now, I'm not saying anything bad about the crew either it's uh it, it's it really is it's it's unique it's a unique thing where within half a mile we've got three professional sports stadiums that's pretty good that's pretty cool like that's yeah. and it can set up it it has to be the perfect day but it can set up that that you would be able to take in I think maybe once or twice a year where you'd be able to take in all three in one day and just you might so have to leave some leave some early but
0: yeah, just so you know, as of 2017, and then this is you know an article from uh, the Columbus Dispatch. Colum- as of 2017, the team has already paid almost half of the 42 million dollar debt without using tax dollars. Boom! There it is. Now,
1: now that's amazing. I don't. I, now I don't know if you could pull that off when it comes to billion dollar stadiums. No, like God. I said, like. The like, whole like situation said, like, with Oakland like, like has you, been well, a cluster. Like, oh, yeah. It's it's awful. I feel terrible for A's fans. I kind of feel bad for Vegas residents too, to be completely honest. Nobody says that they actually want this. Um, but it's, like like you said, a $42 million stadium. Um, there has to be some way to make that work in, mm-hmm. in some similar form. And i'm honestly tired of these dudes that are worth five billion dollars saying oh give me 500 million dollars to build a stadium how about how, how about you build it and then rack in all the profit from it like i, I just don't that yeah. to me that to me that feels like a bigger chunk of change by you owning it completely and you and, have and the money you have the money for it you know what the wild
0: thing is like you know if they would have stayed in oakland they would own property, the property, right? But they're go in and going uh, to Vegas. They're leasing it, so they're and not owning is, a single thing about it.
1: Manfred came out, whatever, said something that Oakland hadn't provided proper, uh, that's a lie. proper plans that's a lie. and stuff. And it's just like, and the mayor, come, Oakland mayor, comes back is like, uh yeah, we did. No, we we've 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 got this 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 this. And yep. by the way we were giving them this land and this land and this land. They were going to be able to develop this, 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 and this. And instead they're going to the desert, which I mean, Oakland is a big market, but it feels like it's a smaller market just because it's not like the big dog in all of the, in all the situations, kind of like San Francisco is more yeah. the, the, the bigger, the bigger name out of the Bay. But Oakland going, going from, pretty decent sized market to vegas which is a market smaller than cleveland but that what they wanted
0: I, that market they wanted that market they wanted the money
1: you know? who's they, going to go to, who's going to those games is there, so, is there, I, I mean, is look there, at,
0: listen, look at the support. I'll say this about Vegas. Look, look at the support the that su- the black
1: Knights have been getting. Hey, I will give, I'll, I'll give you the support that they've got the Knights, but that's an under 20,000 seat stadium. True story. That's your true story. That's, that's 40 times a year. in then they 82 game schedule. Yeah. This is 162 games. You're playing 81 games at home with what I can only assume is going to be a 40, 50, 60,000 seat stadium which most of the major league is, ballparks are not that big anymore. Bingo. It's better to have a full ballpark than a, no. a one that you fill up on special events. And, and the rest of the time is just empty
0: there. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic, right? I mean, my brother's a huge Oakland A's fan, right? So I feel bad for him because he's like, my brother, I'm you, know, sorry.
1: Right? <laughs> no, right? you don't, so, you don't deserve this brother. I'm sorry.
0: They don't. They really don't. But what are you going to do? Right. Like, I mean, I think that, that decision has been made. I think the nail is in the coffin. It's a done deal. You know, there from the reports I hear is like all, ma- all major league owners are going to unanimously uh, vote to pass this to move all to Oakland, not to Vegas. Now, the problem is, you know, now that they're going to have to sh- most likely share that ballpark with the Las Vegas aviators.
1: Because the Oakland is
0: not going to, you know, that whole that whole relationship has been tarnished.
1: Some, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen because that kind of sucks for the Aviators, honestly. Because that's a great little ballpark. It does. I I, I haven't been there yet, but I, I've seen more than enough pictures of it to know that they did a very very Beautiful. good job. Yeah. And plus, they they built that in a residential spot. Like, they that's did in a residential area. That's that's not on the strip. Nope. Nope. That's where it's about, uh, about twenty people, to thirty minutes. Yeah, that's where people actually live. Yep. They're at the, but what they're talking about with the new A stadium is going to be on the strip, and it's just mm-hmm. like guys. Yeah. Guys.
0: Well, I mean, that's what they want.
1: And and it's another thing. Like, okay, yeah. Well, they got the Raiders, and they got a hundred thousand seat stadium, or however big that new that new one is. That's eight days a year. mm Hmm. Football is different. Like, that's once a week. Are you going to yeah. get people to come out five, six, seven days in a row to your ballpark to watch your team play? Yeah, there are going to be you, – you'll have plenty of diehard baseball fans are going to be excited about that. But that's not going to be enough to fill the 30,000, 40,000 seat of REIT stadium. No. So, I no. mean, how, how long can you live off uh, Hotel Vegas comps? You know, like, it's just – they're gonna make all these deals and this that and the other but that's a good point that's a good point just my opinion like that's that's a completely uneducated opinion anytime that i anytime i get asked to talk on anything like this i have to remind people i'm an announcer i may work in the front office for a minor league baseball team but it's not in the front office area where we make like serious like decisions (laughs) Oh, right (laughs) people (laughs) hand me information and they go Hey, can you put this on the website or hey, can you post this on social media? And I'm like, sure. I didn't have to come up with it. I'll just come up with a funny way of posting. There like you go. And and so anytime that I'm talking about any anything like this, there's there's no inside information. It's purely my opinion. It's purely it's it's purely what what I think. And mm-hmm. that go it, it goes no further than that. So anything that I'm saying about Vegas or or the MLB or anything, you take it with a grain of salt because it's really <laughs> just I'm really I'm I'm really overall just bitter that that MLB took over minor league baseball because I've seen firsthand the changes that have made, and we'll leave it at that.
0: Let's do that. <laughs> Let's keep your job there. Um, yeah so let's so let's talk about your job then because you got technically you have two things that you do for the clippers right because one you're the pa announcer on game days and and then you're you also handle like you said the website for the clippers mm-hmm. um and that's your, your I, day job
1: the, that's that that's the the technical titles um the voice of Huntington Park and the director of website communications. Um, I also handle. Um, I also do all of our in-game social stuff. Okay. So any any hi, anything that that's happened that goes from posting lineup graphics through ball game or ring your bells, game over tweets. Those are me. Um, gotcha. Just because it's it's easier, it's easier for me to teach by example mm-hmm. so our, our, we we hired a new social social person a couple months ago and excuse me they're just they're they're just not ready to talk baseball yet and in my opinion you can't trot somebody out there as one of the 30 32 30 minor league teams, professional baseball teams and call something a double play when somebody has a an RBI double and it's just like i've seen that happen i've seen what happens when i make mistakes and call something incorrectly and i get called out about it And i've been in the game for over 30 years so um i it's more of like hey i want you to watch what i'm doing and then kind of figure out if you want to be able to do it this way and if you don't want to do it this way i'll continue to do it this way and you keep handling the marketing side and that's what it's kind of been for the last couple years which takes a major load of weight off of my plate while also not overwhelming the new social person by having to work 150 games, you know, mm-hmm. it can be, it can be, it can be draining when, you know, all your coworkers have the weekend off because we're on the road. Well, guess what? I have to go in the office for two hours and then I'm home and spend another three, four watching the game and live tweeting and stuff, um, which I enjoy. I enjoy, mm-hmm. like I, I, I could say, Hey, I don't want to do this anymore. And, we could try to figure something else out, but I this this is I have fun with it. My if, if you look back over the past, you know, eight years or whatever, uh, at the style, you know, uh, I used to think that I needed to post an update every half inning, and it's like trying to do that while announcing a game, dude. I was exhausting myself,
0: yeah, and I
1: and I and I, I slowly started to realize like oh, this doesn't really seem to be what people want, and so I was updating. And, you know, and that's just social media is an ever changing thing. Oh, yeah. And I just kind of keep my hands in Twitter. Um, I, I let I let our, our, our youth handle the rest of that kind of stuff. But I've got I've got a good a good handle on that. And you look at how how much description I used to. Uh, um, I used to post and. Now, like, if I post a home run highlight, like it's literally a sentence, yeah, and maybe, maybe, maybe not even a sentence. Like, like the uh, the one that did it again, or the one I did a a, a couple days ago, was just like, "Oh, Bo, he didn't when Bo hit a home run." Yeah, and it's just like the more that video has become accessible on Twitter, which has really only been over the past few years. Like, people don't really remember. Like, uh, there was a there was a time when I was just posting. Ju- like JPEGs with, with with what happened in the play, and then we had a little a little uh, a little time where GIFs were big. So I yep. was like taking plays and turning them into GIFs, and now I can post full highlights um, with the greatest of ease because like minor league baseball has made it much more easier to do that, along with Twitter. Yeah, and so I kind of let the video do the talking. Like I have not posted one highlight of John Kenzie Noel this year. That has not just been, all caps, John Kenzie Noel. <laughs> it's like I'm just yelling, John Kenzie Noel did something. Everybody come watch. And every time I do that, there's four or five people that immediately respond in all caps, John Kenzie Noel. And so it's it's stupid. It's something that I just kind of came across by accident. And it was like, you know what? I don't really want to describe. like John Kenzie just killed this ball. How do I describe he killed a ball? Well, just he put his name in caps and just kind of kept going from there because he's got such a fun name. If you look at any highlights, there, there shouldn't be any description on any highlights that include John Kenzie Noel other than the amount of exclamation points that are after his name. That's what shows how big the highlight <laughs> was.
0: <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah, I'm actually I'm on, your, uh, on the team's website, uh, the Twitter account, actually um and 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 this is interesting obviously six hours ago that you know richie palacios that
1: uh big richie fan but i kind of saw that one coming yeah Uh, he started he started the season hot and uh it kind of cooled off kind of cooled off and i just didn't see him getting a spot another chance up in cleveland and that happens a lot like that happens a lot i i'm just because a player leaves doesn't mean that I stop caring for them. Like I'm yeah. I am still a huge Yandi Diaz fan. I'm still a, a oh my Gio God, dude, I'm a fan. Massive Yandi Diaz fan. Love Yandi. So all right, funny story. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think when this would have been. Maybe 16 or 2016, maybe 2017. So we had Ronnie, Ronnie Rodriguez, and Yanni Diaz on hmm. the uh on that on that particular team. And Ronnie had this just week of power where he literally homered in five straight games. Seriously? After the fourth game, um, and I go down to the clubhouse a lot and I know the guys for the most part, like not real close, but I'm one of the few because being a former athlete, my general manager knows that I know how to act in mm-hmm. a locker room. So it's not like I'm going to be like some fandom. I just go down there for information and then bullshit a little bit, and get out of there. Yeah. Um, but so I had known Yandi and Ronnie because they had been with the team the year, pri- the two years prior. And as they're leaving, Ronnie's agent was driving. Ronnie was in the front seat. Yandi sitting in the back seat. And they were pulling out of the parking lot just as I was coming out of the building to leave for the day. And we had just, we just had a day game. And uh, I happened to know their, their agent, JC, great guy. And uh, like, Hey puppy. <laughs> hey, JC. And I kind of, and they let me pass. And, and I kind of stopped, poke my head and I go, Ronnie, you hit me home run tomorrow. He goes, Why tomorrow? Tomorrow's my birthday. He goes, Oh yeah, I'd definitely hit you home run on your birthday. <laughs> and out of the back, out of the back, Yandi. who, I mean, he still speaks with a translator. So we're talking five, six years ago. His English was not any better than it was now. <laughs> and is, he just kind of yeah. pokes his head out from the back and goes, True birthday, how old, 40? And then made that <laughs> face <laughs> dying. I was only like 32 at the time. And I'm like, damn, Yandi! like, come on. He's like, how old, 40? <laughs> and I'll never forget that face. That's that that's that's my favorite Yanni story. And coincidentally, Ronnie did hit me a home run the next day for my birthday, and then nice. pointed up, at, then then pointed up at the uh, at the press box where I was announcing <laughs> from. So that was a cool 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 little birthday present there. Yeah, oh, but yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll never I'll never forget that look. That oh forty
0: hope you guys enjoyed that episode with big matt now make sure you guys are following him the columbus clippers and then also go to their uh, shop again go to the shop get yourself a dad hat you know what i'll even I'll, I'll, i will overlook it and i will let you guys get your own hat But just go and support the team, all right? Uh, Whether it's a hat, a sticker, a jersey, a t-shirt, whatever it is, support the team. Uh, And then uh, make sure you guys are following me on the podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you guys listen to your podcast. Give it five stars. Give it a good rating. That way I'll go up on the rankings, okay? Uh, And then uh, let's get you guys to the dad joke of the episode. And here it is. Why are fish so smart? They're always in schools. All right. All right. I'll see myself out. And until then, guys, keep on grinding and always support the minor leagues. See ya.